This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What's up? Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thumbs up, maybe some waves, you know, get a little movement around here. We all be stuck in the house, you know, pretending like, uh, you know, everything's great. I see that thumbs up. Um, I think this is the most people we've had on so far. So welcome, everyone. Mm-hmm. I see Mike Dodds on. Mike, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, I got a shout out. <laughs> hey. What you got, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Holly's making Italian beef. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Holly will deliver to everyone's houses, we will be even more grateful for her. If you'll deliver to everyone's house, it'll be even more great. Hi! <laughs> Hi, Holly. <laughs> so, if you don't know, um, Holly is the person that runs Renew. So when you're going to shop for all your Renew stuff, um, the lady. Carly, this is one of my favorite shirts. So low-key, I love the Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> if you're ever like, hey, we want to buy Tigo something random, if it has the Golden Girls on it, it's probably a good bet that I'll love it. Um, and <laughs> for somehow, um, they're all, well, most of them are still kicking. Most of the Golden Girls. I can tell you right now, I've never watched one episode of the Golden Girls. It's probably the funniest <laughs> TV show you'll ever watch. So if you're at home and you're like, man, I really need to binge watch something, Golden Girls might be it. Yes, Stay Gold, Pony Boy, Sarah. Uh, that's another one of my favorite books slash made movies. If you know what it is, um, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, as you can tell, things are getting a little chaotic around here. We have been stuck in the house. I don't even know what day quarantine we're on. Um not that it matters because it's not ending anytime soon. So we hope that all of you are doing great. Good news only. Good news only. Um, yeah. If you notice that one of your friends, I'm not here, shoot them a text and be like, hey, where you are? I just sent a Snapchat to someone and said, hey, you said you were getting on and you're not. Liar. So there's that. Um, so, yeah. Invite people to join us because it's just going to get greater. So we're going to start by playing another game this week. Um, we are streaming on Facebook as well. So if you're on Facebook, welcome to the show. We're not streaming on Instagram because there was like 10 people on Instagram last week. Mm -hmm. And you know who you are, Jacob and Cato um, and Lane. You should be on Zoom instead, which you're currently not. I don't think so. There's that. Thanks. Shout shout out, Viana. Shout out, Viana. We posted a picture of you and everything today and you didn't even show up. It's great. Um, Someone relayed this message because they obviously cannot hear it. Heather or Emma or Emily, someone let them know that our hearts are breaking. Um, so this week we're going to play a different game that 
we still have to see your face and we still have to hear you. So if you want to play, you have to undo your microphone and your video. And this game is actually called First to Ten. And the way that it's going to work is this. On your screen, you are going to see a screen and the screen is going to rotate. Um, let's see. We have to figure out how we're going to do this successfully because... There's so many of you. We'll just have to flip back and forth. Um, once you get to like eight, let us know so that we can start focusing in on you. But the way that it's going to work is it's going to show some things on the screen. It might say something like, tried a new food or tried this or parents did that. And you get a point for everything that you've done that shows up on the screen since quarantine has started. So you so, hold up your fingers. Yes, your so fingers. So you start off with zero. And then if it says something that you've done, like maybe it says eat a cheeseburger, then you put up one finger and then keep going if you've done that thing. So we have to be truthful with all this. And the answer is since quarantine has started. So if you did this three years ago, it does not count. Yes. Ethan, I'm looking at you. So <laughs> since quarantine has started, once you get up to eight, let us know and we will then be able to track. So the last couple of weeks, we've been giving away $15 Amazon gift cards because I feel like Amazon's one of the only places that's still open and sending things to people's houses. Mm -hmm. Although I tried to go buy something the other day and it said it wouldn't be here until April 23rd. <laughs> Sad because I pay for Prime so it can get here in two days. And they're like, joke's on you, sucker. It's not <laughs> happening. All right, so here we go. First one. So if you try to new food since the quarantine yes. has started, you get one finger. That was literally your example. My yes. example. <laughs> Here we go. If you fixed an appliance or a part of your house, so let's say you fixed a door, you fixed a doorknob, we'll even say if you replaced a light bulb or maybe you painted something. So remember, we're counting from zero to 10, not from 10 to zero. So, so keep adding. Adding, adding, not taking away. I know you're out of school and you forgot what addition looks like. <laughs> Here we go. Started or finished reading a physical book. So for those of you who are like me that love Kindles and things like that, doesn't count. A physical book. How many of you? It could be the Bible if you started and finished the Bible. And we'll even count a chapter of a Bible. Yeah, a Bible chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Been to church online as a family, your whole family. We'll say this. If 75% of your family that lives in your house was there, you can put a finger up. Like you, your dog, and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have a cat, you need to get off the live stream because cats are of the devil. Next slide. <laughs> didn't brush your teeth for a full day. Now, I'm oh, watching for this one. <laughs> um, didn't brush your teeth for a full day. You know, sometimes... That never happens. That never that happens. That should never happen. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it does happen. I'm not saying one of us may have done that. <laughs> we don't if live in like the same house. so If I you're don't. like camping, I, I can see it. Like if you're inside with there's running water and you have toothpaste, you should get your mouth clean. Are you a dentist? I'm not a dentist. Okay, then. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> if you cried since this whole thing has started, put a finger up. If I were playing along, 
I don't know if I cried. I come very close. <laughs> my son is potty training, and <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a human being poop. Um, but it it almost made me want to cry because it was disgusting that's all i can say about that so if you've cried since this thing started so before we go on is there anyone that's close to 10 i'm at five five six five six five six all right i'm at eight i'm at eight i'm at eight call join the calls or sign an online petition now i don't know if maddie hill is on here but she should put because she was trying to get everyone to sign every petition <laughs> about Goreville being cheated out of your championship game. So if you signed, I'm at nine. Off, I'm at nine. I'm at seven. Vincent's at nine. It sounds like who's at nine? I'm not. I'm smashing. I am. No. Vincent. Nine. Luana, is Vincent actually at nine? There's not even attention. I wasn't paying attention. We There's haven't even asked my seven. questions. Have we asked nine questions? Let me go. Vincent, are you doing that thing where you yell at me and get me off track? And since we're not in person, you're just one. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Vincent's not at nine. Here we go. Disregard. Started and completed a video game. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like I did that. I did that a few times. My date. Luke Cooper's at eight. I got eight. eight. All right. Anyone got seven? Oh, I'm number seven. I'm number seven. <laughs> Here we go. Done. No exercise. If your team no exercise over quarantine, your team every donut and ice cream. In I win. Distance. I'm at seven. <laughs> Abby, you're nine. at nine. I'm at nine. Luke Cooper, are you at 10? No, nine. Nine. Who keeps saying I win? Is that Ethan? I don't know. <laughs> no. Yes, I love it. I'm probably <laughs> the most beautiful human you'll ever see in your life. You're welcome. Here we go. Ran out of something, i.e. milk or toilet paper. Eight. Seven. Cereal. I'm at 10. Who was talking? I'm at 10. Luke Cooper, Luke Cooper at 10. is at 10. Abby, how many do you have? 10. 10. Abby and Luke. Congratulations, guys. You won. Abby and Luke. So we will contact you and get you your Amazon gift card. Don't spend it all in one place. It's only fifteen dollars. Don't get crazy. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, go Luke Skywalker. I like it. Oh no. So that was a fun game. It was a little fun game. Change of pace over the game we played last time. Um, yeah. Uh, something to highlight throughout this week that some some kid that we know, maybe you guys know him too. His name's Lucas Johnson. Lucas. Lucas. He had a tribe moment. You might have seen my post on Tuesday. Go Wildcats. Um, and Lucas was like, "Yeah, I would love to do that." And so uh, we're about to check out his video. But first, we just want to say how proud we are of Lucas. And if you want to do a tribe moment, let us know. But we're gonna show you his video, and uh, yeah, just watch it. Watch it. Love it. Be like Lucas when you grow up.
What's up guys, I'm Lucas, I am a senior and I go to Marion High School and for my tribe moment I want to talk about a part in my life where the world sort of shifted my eyes away from God. Uh, my sophomore year I was in a relationship and that relationship ended poorly for me and it led to me having trust issues and anger issues and a lot of jealousy and that anger led to me cutting off my friends maybe not wanting to hang out with them or talk to them. Uh, a lot of nights I would drive home, be driving home, something upset me and I would be yelling, I would yell at God, like, why me? Do you hate me? Why, why do you keep picking on me? And ultimately that led to a very rough year for me. And ultimately I went to counseling about a year later and that helped a little bit, it did help me. But uh, in a small group devotional, I found this Bible verse. It's James chapter one, verse 19 through 20. It's my dear brothers and sisters understand. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. That verse spoke a lot to me because even though I was finding help with counseling and I was starting to get more clarity on how to deal with my issues, my problems, uh, this verse spoke a lot to me. I didn't feel like I was praying to God enough. I wasn't talking to God enough. And coming across that, it really, I. It turned. It did a whole 180 on me. I didn't think, why go talk to God, go go pray, and that just it helped me a lot. Helped my situation a lot. And hopefully, if you're feeling angry or upset at the world, hopefully that verse can help you too. Well, sweet. Mm -hmm. So we're here week two um, talking about big pictures and talking about Joseph. Joseph. One of my favorite Bible people um, ever. Maybe like second to Jesus. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, the story of Joseph, I can kind of, well, I can't really relate to all of it. You can say he's your favorite Old Testament character. Old Testament. If you didn't know, the story of Joseph in the Old Testament is actually in the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis, in case you were keeping tra track, 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 or work, or, yeah, 
words. <laughs> so since quarantine started, I've forgotten how to talk is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So um, let's start by saying last week we started this series on Joseph and the whole idea is this big picture and how sometimes we can miss the big picture um, of what God's doing in our lives when we get stuck on the little details that we're doing. And last week we talked about when we can't see the bigger picture, remember the impact that we have on our family. And we challenged you guys with doing something out of the ordinary or going out of your way to make sure that you were creating peace in your home during quarantine time over wreaking havoc. And do you guys have some examples of what you guys maybe did to maybe not wreak havoc? Maybe it was uh, getting up and doing the dishes for your mom, or maybe it was doing your set of laundry. So just raise your hand or um, hit a little thumbs up button. See what, Hey, what, what did you guys do to not wreak havoc or make a little bit of peace in your home today or this week, I guess. Addy, do you want to share Addy? Or are you just thumbs up? I don't know if that means she doesn't want to share. <laughs> All right. Anyone want to share something nice you did in your house? Maybe. Abby. Go ahead, Abby. Um, I, I was doing laundry. My mom asked me to, uh, uh, take the clothes from the washer to the, Put the clothes from the dryer on the bed and then take the clothes in the washer and put them in the dryer. And I took the clothes in from the dryer and folded them. And um, my mom was very happy. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So going the extra mile. I love it. Yes, Thank ma'am. You. Madison. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So um, I have uh, mowed around the house. Um, or no, not around the house, but I mowed um, a couple times actually. And I, I went to my grandparents to help uh, around their lawn because I can't physically like really do it right now. So I've just like been trying to help different parts of my family to get around. Awesome. Sweet. Full term too. Go yeah. Cornerstone Kids. Love your church. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else want to share something they did this week for your family? Going once. <laughs> Caleb shaking his head no. <laughs> Going twice. <laughs> Sold to no one. So what um, so yeah, last week we talked about remember the impact that you're having on your family. Um so as we walk through our series on Joseph, we're talking about how, like, in our own lives, God has a bigger picture in store, just like he did in Joseph's life. So we're going to start off by asking the question, what's the biggest loss you've ever experienced in your life? So we're going to let Luke go first. Yeah. So the biggest loss I have probably ever experienced, like, that I can remember and had a lot, a big effect on me, like, later on that I didn't think would actually happen, but it was when I lost my senior year. So my senior year of basketball, we were playing the sectional tournament and we lost first round and it was something we didn't expect to lose, but it happened. And I didn't really know how to cope with it. Well, like I got really upset and I cried at the basketball game. I cried when I got home. Like it was this loss that I was pretty torn up about. I didn't, I couldn't sleep. It was something I even had dreams about of like 
trying to redo it in my head, but it was just something that I couldn't like get a handle on. So that was a loss that really affected me. So what about yourself? Yeah. So as I was thinking through this question, Luke and I were talking about it and I was like, man, um, what's a not heavy loss that I've experienced. And then I was reminded of the time where I was on the track team in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, does anyone in Illinois know what a barn looks like? Like a barn that's made out of wood, not these pole barn things that are everywhere that are made out of metal. <laughs> um, but this barn was so big. So it was indoor track season and our city didn't have these fancy indoor tracks like Marion or Carbondale. Um, we had an indoor track that they built inside of a barn. Mm-hmm. So like think rodeo barn, it was the same thing. And so there was dust everywhere. Um, in high school, I ran hurdles. Um, and so the size of the track on the indoor were elevated and the pistol shot and I started running in the first curve after hitting those hurdles, I slipped because of the dust and fell on my face. <laughs> and I didn't even get up and finish running. At that point, I was just like, nope, I'm done. Like, white flag. White, white flag. flag. <laughs> I'm done. Like it was a wooden track. It was dusty. And it was embarrassing. So I just kind of sat there and then got up and walked off the track. So like you lost the race. You probably lost some blood. Yes. Maybe some brain cells from hitting the ground so right. hard. Probably got some splinters. <laughs> um, some splinters. Yeah. And, you know, I bought new track shoes after that. Because my spikes <laughs> clearly weren't working well enough for the they, dust. Or the wood. <laughs> or the wood. Maybe thought, it was wood. <laughs> I thought the spikes would work on the wood. But right. Yeah, they didn't. So that's the type of stuff that happens in Alabama, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are very high tech in Alabama. So, so what, what about you guys? What are some losses that maybe y'all have like lighthearted loss, like Tebow's or maybe it was a big loss. Like, uh, like I lost a basketball game and it completely, like I didn't play basketball after that. I couldn't go and um, play another game for a shot at the state title. Like that, what, what's the losses happened in your life? And like I said, it could be something minor. Like maybe you lost on Fortnite and then made you mad. <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of you have lost on Fortnite as of late. Maybe a lot of you have won in Fortnite though. So I think Mike would say Michael loses a lot on Fortnite, but we can't t- talk about Michael because Michael's too cool to join us for Five Night on True. True. No one plays Fortnite. <laughs> no one plays Fortnite. That's funny that you keep saying that, Vincent, when all students are talking about on Snapchat is Fortnite. So Maybe you need to figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> or what, the, um, the COD game. Maybe take an L's in COD. Yeah, something like that. Is that what people play now, Vincent? Fortnite. I don't take L's. <laughs> <laughs> All Vincent does is win. So, um, yeah. Win, 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 win. <laughs> Gosh, Vincent, can we tell you how much we've missed you? I've missed all of you. Like when we get to see each other in person, it's going to be amazing. Like so amazing. There might be donuts. There'll just be hugs like 24. We probably will never be able to hug each other (laughs) because the world is not going to be the same after all of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to be constantly wearing masks and gloves. I don't, it, never mind. I I can't say (laughs) that. If it comes to that, you'll just never do it. (laughs) No. Yeah. Anyways, I can't say that. I'll get in trouble. But some, But sometimes in life, like losses, they just keep like they like they keep reoccurring. Or like sometimes when you're win- winning, it just feels like 
you're constantly like you're doing good in school, you're getting A's, uh, you're uh, doing really well in sports. Like a lot of these things are clicking, but when you're losing, that's when it gets rough. That's when it feels like maybe your life is falling apart or like, I can't get a grip on anything because I keep experiencing these difficult losses again and again and again. And life seems tough. So maybe you're a senior right now and it just keeps happening. Like you're like, Oh man, I I'm losing my senior year, uh, the last half of it. And now I might not be able to play my favorite senior sport. That's baseball. If it's track or, uh, Maybe it's you're in band or you're going to perform in a play. Like these are things you're missing out on. And now you're like, wait, I can't even hang out with my friends right now. And we're all about to move away to college. And so it just feels like it keeps stacking up and stacking up. You're like, I am taking a lot of loss during this hectic time. And the reality of it is part of being human. And it's something that we can't control. Like losing and failing is something that is completely out of our control. And maybe like, It's something simple. Maybe it's something like you studied really hard for a test and you still didn't do well. Or maybe it's like a basketball game. Like I said, like maybe you spent countless hours in the gym and something you really worked for and you really wanted it, but you still lost. Like when we can, when we're in the middle of something difficult, it can be really hard to see the bigger picture, really hard to see what's better out there. What is, um, what's going to be, what gets you out at the times. And it's hard to see past the hurt and the frustration and sometimes the loneliness and the anger. And sometimes it just builds up that you don't know what to do. So maybe all that stuff is happening right now. And you're like, Hey, I cannot see the bigger picture because I am mad. I am frustrated. And I know it's super easy to happen. And maybe TiVo like, has that happened in your life when you're like, you've been so frustrated because you kept feeling like you couldn't get back on your feet. Like, it just kept reoccurring. Yeah, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I think most of us could say that we've been in that situation before. Um, like we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, whether it's you falling on a track like I did or um, what some of you are or what all of you are doing are feeling right now with not being able to finish your school year and all that kind of stuff. And the, uncertainty of what's coming could be stifling to a lot of people. And so maybe just maybe um, there's something bigger happening that we don't fully understand. So that's what and we might not understand right now, right? Or right. maybe 10 days from now, like right. it, it could be two years from now is from what we, you understand why it happened and why the, these L's keep, piling up these losses. Right. And so as we've been talking um, about last week, and as we said, we're going to talk about this week, the life of Joseph. Um, so as we introduced last week, Joseph was the second youngest of 12 kids. Um, I don't think any of you have 12 siblings. The only person that I know that comes close are the Shastines. Um, and I don't think any of them are on this call. And so I can't imagine being the second youngest of 12 Um, first thing. And then he was his father's favorite. So all of his brothers absolutely hated him. Um, The sun bothering you there, Luke? Yeah, it's kind of blinding. (laughs) Um, And so all of his brothers absolutely hated him. His dad did a lot of things to make his brothers mad towards him without realizing it. Like he gave his son the special coat um, or cloak 
and all this other stuff. And so we're going to pick up this story about how Joseph received this big loss in the book of Genesis chapter 37, verses 18, and then 23 through 24. So in the book of Genesis, we read about Joseph's big loss when his brothers plotted to kill him. They threw him in an empty well, sold him into slavery, and made his father believe that he was dead. So in this story, we would say Joseph received loss after loss after loss after loss. I mean, think about it. Kill him, attack him, stole his jacket, sold him into slavery, and then convinced his father that he was dead. Like, Mm -hmm. Joseph was having a bad day. Like, a horrible day. And not only sold him to slavery, like they took him miles away from his family where he could even get back. <laughs> like, right. It wasn't just like, like, yes, being sold to slavery is awful, but it's like, he's not even close to anyone he knows. He's going to people that don't even speak the same language as him. Right. And so it's crazy. So let's take a look at this verse real quick as we learn a little bit more about this. So it says, they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. So like even before Joseph got to them, he's walking up to them from the distance. They're plotting to kill him. Like that's their first thought. Their first thought is not, okay, we're just going to wrap him up and throw him in a well. Their first thought is not, okay, we're just going to sell him to slavery. Their first thought was, hey, let's kill him. Like Mm -hmm. Joseph just, they couldn't, like it just got worse. Like it escalated quickly. And the next uh, passage says this. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the orient robe he was wearing, and took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty, and there was no water in it. And so what they were doing was, sorry, what they were doing, they took him and threw him in the cistern, and they were going to kill him. They didn't kill him. They took his robe and then they sold him, and sold him into slavery. So much like losses in our own life, Joseph had no control over what his brothers were doing to him. He couldn't control the fact that they wanted to kill him. He couldn't control the fact that they tried to tie him up. He couldn't control the fact that they were going to sell him into slavery. And when it's that way, we, like Joseph, can feel that it's really hard to see the bigger picture that God is trying to work in our lives. I mean, if we read this passage, nowhere in this passage, so I don't know if it's true or not, but the Bible, the person writing the story didn't write this down. Joseph never fought back. Joseph never spoke anything back. Like he decided, hey, this is out of my control. And a lot of times we feel the exact same way. A lot of what's happening right now in the world is completely out of our control. Yes, we can do the things that we need to do to help flatten the curve, like stay at home. But a lot of what's happening is completely out of our control. And so what we have to think of is, is as we're dealing with all of this, as Joseph was dealing with the losses in his life that were out of control, if we're, as we're dealing with things in our life, whether it's losing a loved one or if it's the pain of losing the last part of your school year of 2020, whatever that pain is, whether it's depression or you're having suicidal thoughts or your parents are arguing at home, things a lot of times are out of your control. And what I love is this verse that comes next. And it's kind of like one of those verses that just kind of brings peace in a chaotic time. Genesis 39, 2a says, the Lord was with Joseph. Like the Lord was with Joseph. And so I love this verse because a lot of, 
in the New Testament, we see this a lot where God will say that he's with us. So the Lord was with Joseph when his brother was plotting, brothers were plotting to kill him. He was with Joseph when he was being thrown into the cistern. He was with Joseph as he was being sold into slavery. And as we'll learn in the next couple of weeks, God was so with him that he ultimately took this bad situation and turned it into a good thing. And so when we can't see the bigger picture, we have to remember that God is with us. Through it all, God was with Joseph and through everything that we will face, God is with us. So no matter what we face in our lives, we can hang on to the fact that God is always with us through any hardship. And that's the big picture we want to get you give you this week is that no matter what, God is with you. Now, I know from personal experience, hearing that doesn't necessarily make every situation feel great. It doesn't change the fact if you're being abused. It doesn't change the fact if you're dealing with depressive thoughts. Because a lot of times when we're going through something like this, when we're taking a loss in any area of our lives, we really just want to be done with it. We want God to come into the situation and move us out of it. So Luke, can you give us some practical ways and applications or a story from your life where you were experiencing a loss um, and you just wanted God to take you out of the situation or you saw someone else going through a loss and you were praying that God would take them out. And a lot of times our prayers might not turn out exactly like what we're praying. Yeah. I don't really have uh, like a explanation or a um, like a big reasoning on why, like, like, yeah, it sucks when we're taking losses and things keep happening over and over and over. And there's, nothing we feel like we can do. And we kind of feel like, where's God in this moment? And what I always have to come back to is God is always working in our lives. And it might not always be how we see it or not how always we want it. Because a lot of times I have to be reminded of God is not a genie. He's God. And so a lot of times we want, you know, like we think of genie, like put our arms across and bob his head. Um, like Pastor Keith talked about how, hey, God, um, I need you to get me out of this well, which where that's where Joseph was, a well without water, basically. He says, I need you to get me out of this well now. And God could have done that. But that's not what God needed to do with Joseph because Joseph needed to grow. And as we'll see later on, Joseph's going to become a great man for God. And he's going to do great things for his people. And so that's the thing we have to realize, like we might not understand why the things are happening in our life. And a lot of times we want the answers, but we're not going to always get to get them soon. And we might not ever get the answers in some things, but we have to understand that God is constantly working. He is meeting you exactly where you are at. And if it's, if we're, it's just we're waiting for an answer, or maybe we're experiencing the loss right now, we got to remember God is there with us. And we can remember God is with us even when we, even when we can't see the picture by doing these couple things, like believing it, just believing God is with you and reminding ourselves daily that he's there and is constantly with us exactly where we're at. And the second one is looking for God's presence all around us. So maybe it's a song that you really just feel God's presence being shown, or maybe it's around your friends. Like your friends are really showing you God's love. Or maybe it's a scripture you read that has constantly just been weighing on your heart and just you feel that God is speaking to you, speaking to you through that scripture. Or maybe it's your family. Or maybe even just waking up and seeing the nature outside. Like it's been beautiful the past couple of days. Like I hope you've been able to get outside and really enjoy that and see, hey, God is blessing me with this. Let me go in and breathe some fresh air. Let me see 
the trees and the grass and maybe just get to sit there and maybe just pray and like thank him for what he's doing in your lives. Even though it's some things that are like, God, how can I be thankful for this? But then once you stop and really understand what is happening in your life, then you can be like, Hey, I am thankful for where I'm at because I'm healthy. I am around my family that is constantly loving, supporting me in this. So that's just something that I can really, uh, that, that helps me apply to my life. So just constantly believing God is with me thir- during my hard times, even when it's hard, even when it's hard, believing in God in that. And also just looking for his presence around us, because once we start looking, you will find it. You will find where God is constantly showing his presence around you. That's so good. I remember um, the first time I understood this concept that God is always with us, um, or one of the first times I was in the seventh grade and it was um, on a Sunday morning, we were at church and that Sunday they were announcing that our youth pastor was leaving and wasn't going to be our youth pastor anymore. He was becoming a campus pastor. And I just remember like all of the youth group, we sat down front in church and we all were like bawling and we were sad and we were mad. And all of the songs that they sung that morning had that same thing to it. Like no matter what you're going to God going through, God's going to be with you. God's always with you. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. Um, All you have to do is trust on him our trust in him. And a lot of times um, me and Tamara will write things on our mirrors in our bathrooms. as like biblical reminders to ourselves or I'll um, tape a Bible verse to the keyboard on my computer um, just to remind me that um, we are in this together and that God is with us no matter what. And so that's one of, so to that first point, believe God is with you. Believing that he's with you is completely different when you actually trust that to be true. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes from, oh, I read it in the Bible, so I'm just going to believe that he's with me, to where it grows to something bigger and you start acting like God is with you in your actions and the way that you're doing things. And so we're going to end with this question. Um, and if you want to answer it, you can, or you can just kind of think on it. It says, what's one way I know that God is with me? So what is one way that I know that God is with me? Um, So Luke, I'll let you go first. What's one way, no matter what the circumstances that are happening in your life, that you know that God is with you? Uh, For me, I know that God is with me when I can just pray anytime where I'm at and I can feel his peace just overcome me when I, when I am struggling or maybe even just the good times where I can pray and give him praise or uh, cry out and share my heart. That's, that's how I know he's there with me. That's how I know God is constantly with me when I can uh, speak out my sorrows and he comforts me exactly where I'm at. What about you? I would say um, one way that I know God is with me. um, I love music. And so there's very pivotal and key points in my life that if I hear certain songs, it reminds me of certain things. Um, I know a lot of us are that way. Um, Music just has that power. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I am always reminded that God is with me when I'm worshiping. Um, So listening to music or even just praying. Um, And then even, so like this might sound cheesy, but when I look at Simeon, I'm reminded that God's with me because that's a promise and a gift that he gave me and my wife that he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's 
one way that are a couple ways that I know that God's with me. So we're going to throw that question up again. Um, what is one way that I know that God is with me? And so we're going to give you a couple seconds to think through that. And I want some of you to potentially tell us what is one way that you know that God is with you. So give you a couple seconds to think through that. Um, and then if you want to share, wave your hand or hit the hand up button or shake your phone, flip your hair or just unmute yourself and start talking. Um, let's get a girl and a guy. One way that you know that God is with you. Addy, let's see if we can make this work. Um, I have an awesome family and I just really love them. They're always there for me. Sweet. So your family reminds you um, that God is there with you. Yes. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Who else? One way that you know that God is with you. Well, his word says that, um, that he will never, no, never leave us or forsake us. <laughs> I like it. It's one of my favorite verses. I think I saw, or I thought I saw Mike raising his hand. Mike, are you still there? Oh, Michael, guest, Michael, Michael, nice of you to peek in and wave <laughs> us off. <laughs> Want to know how I know Michael is always with us because of his Snapchat YOLOs. That's how I know Michael is always <laughs> with us. Um, anyone else? We need a guy. All the guys instantly turn their cameras off. Um, <laughs> Luke Batchelor. You want to share? <laughs> You're going to share. <laughs> Hold on. Don't talk yet. I'll unmute you or I'll attempt to. Let's see. There we go. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. What is one way that you know that God is with you? Oh, uh, one way I know God is with me is that when like past events like come back up, I just know that like God took care of that then and then he'll take care of this again. Sweet. So leaning on past things, which is a good example. A lot of times in the Old Testament, what they would do is they would build these rock monument things um, to remind them of the promises that God had fulfilled in their lives. So before we wrap up, anyone else want to share one way that you know that God is with you? Go on once. Go in twice. Three times. All right. Um, so just a couple things as we get ready to wrap up here. Don't forget that we have um, two small group experiences online that you can participate in if you're not already in a tribe group and if your tribe group is not meeting. Um, we have a boys group that meets on Wednesdays at 6 online and a girl's group that meets on Thursday at six mm -hmm. online. So if you're not connected, be sure to connect there. Um, also stay connected to us on social media. Yep. We're posting polls and fun stuff 
are trying to post fun stuff, tell us what you want us to post and we'll <laughs> post it. Um, just to keep you engaged with what God is doing around you since we can't physically see each other. Um, and then the third is Bible reading plan. If you haven't joined the devotional on version for this reading plan or for the big picture, you can do so by visiting the link in our Instagram bio mm-hmm. um, and click the word this week's devotional. If you didn't start last week, that's fine. You can jump in in the middle of it and it's going to be great. Um, yeah. Am I missing anything? Try moments. Again, if y'all want to get on them, just message our students page and uh, either TiVo and I will respond to you, letting you know how to get your face on the grid of our Instagram. Right. <laughs> I will say this. I'm really surprised that the guys are leading the way. We actually have a second guy that's done a tribe moment that we're going to post next week. Yep. So ladies, I was expecting all of y'all to respond first, but surprisingly the guys are leading the way in this one. Yeah. So step up your game, ladies, <laughs> ladies, step it up. Men are better. I mean, you're not doing anything else. So might as well take a less than five minute video. Right. You know? If you make it longer than five, we're probably not going to watch it. <laughs> we'll just cut it down. <laughs> yeah, we'll chop it up. Awesome. Well, it was great to see y'all again, again, and again. Hopefully, we'll see you on Wednesday, guys, girls. You guys can hang out with Aubrey and Allie and JC on Thursdays. But, yeah. That's all I got. Love seeing you guys. See Bye, TiVo. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Peace.